G'day humans, what's good work? Chris Fund here with Fruity Sykes for another edition of uh, Wrestling Our Style. Uh, first off, apologies, uh, we had a big technical error last week, so the podcast has been a nightmare to try to recover. Uh, my hard drive with all the podcasts crashed, and I managed to play around and recover all the podcasts, so we've got that in the archives now, as well as the uh, podcast archives themselves, but... Uh, Yes, big big delay there. But uh, Alex, a happy four twenty to you. Thanks, dude. Um, yeah, wow, four twenty. Um, twenty <laughs> five year old me would have been going off about it, but yeah, no, nah, uh, it's yeah. not my thing anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yes. So just wanted to get that out of the out of the way. Uh, I suppose we did. Uh, mentioned last week how many aussies and kiwis have been champion in new japan do you have an idea roughly how many people individually individually because uh, i i completely forgot about this discussion so i yeah. haven't a hundred percent worked worked it out but i think there's like is it one or is it two Am I forgetting someone? Uh, I'm talking. Oh no, no, it's it's, it's total. Oh, championship totals. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, uh, six, six Aussies or Kiwis have uh, held New Japan gold. Okay, uh, Aussie Open, Robbie Eagles. So I've got uh, the list here in front of me. Yes, yes, that's okay. three. Fuck me, who else has? So. Aussie Open, Robbie Eagles, Jay Oh, White, you said Kiwis. Yeah, shit. Okay, yeah. And Bad Luck Farley. Yeah. Five. Five. Yeah, um, so I've got the list here in front of me. Uh, New Japan World Heavyweight Championship, the new belt. Any idea who held that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was Farley, right? Um, <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jay White for that one. IWGP Heavyweight Championship, uh, the old belt. Most Western fans would recognise it as Okada's belt or Tanahashi. Yeah, that's uh, Jay White as, again. He held it going into the garden, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Held it yeah. into the garden or won it at the garden? I think he held it into the garden. Oh, that's and right. lost yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, IWGP Intercontinental Championship, uh, the former white belt of New Japan. Yeah. Uh, that's Farley. Oh, very good. Farley. Did Jay White hold it as well? And Jay White. Yep, both yep. both men. I thought I'd stump you there on the uh, the Farley one, but you got a good memory for that one. <laughs> oh, I mean, that that's... I mean, that's going to be like Farley's, like, crowning achievement, I'm pretty sure. In terms of in-ring wise, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I will say, like, he has done so much good for our scene, though. Like, I might take occasional pot shots at him for you know, like, not the best worker in the world. Um, his Instagram's corny as hell, trying to be like a motivational speaker. But you know, some people are into it. Uh, but. Man, he's done so much good for our scene. 
Absolutely. Like, Tamashi doesn't happen if it's not for Farley. Yeah, speaking of which, they held their three newest shows uh, last weekend. Do you know if yes. there's any news of Wagga Wagga yet? Not that I know of. No. Like, we're approaching six months now since that announcement. Come on, I want to book flights and accommodation and shit. Yeah. But knowing New Japan, they'll announce it like two weeks out and I won't be able to get time off fucking work to organise everything on two weeks' notice. Yeah, yeah. And the flights will be that pricey two weeks out. Um, back to the championship discussion. IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Oh, Jay what? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that took me a minute. I was like... Well, I know the five options we have here. I don't think Carl Fletch has held that yet. <laughs> <laughs> one day, maybe. One, uh, I guarantee you, one day he will hold a major New Japan singles title. IWGP Tag Team Championship. Uh, so, so the heavyweight version of the IWGP tag titles. So that's Aussie Open. Yep, that's two. There's one more. Is there? Yes. Was, did Farley win it with someone? Yeah, Farley with Chase Owens. That happened? Yes. I know, I know. I had the same reaction as well when I was looking it up. Okay. Uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Well, that's Robbie. Yeah. That's our Robbie. <laughs> IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. That's Robbie. And was it Tiger Mask? Yes, it's with Tiger Mask 4. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I remembered him winning that those belts with Tiger Mask. During his brief chaos run, I guess. Yeah, man. Um, is it... Are Tam DK heels, by the way? We talk about this every week. <laughs> Are they, though? Because I keep bringing up the comparison. They're going to be booked in Australia like the Hearts were in Canada when they were heels in America. They... Because to the New Japan English-speaking audience, they're coming across as faces on commentary, and we have this discussion every week. Yeah, I know. It's And, like, I just don't know if Robbie being a heel is a good idea. Mm. Yeah, he hasn't. He, he's just not hateable. No, he's not, is he? No, he's not. I, I just don't know how you can make him a heel. I mean, I know how to make Shane Haste a heel. <laughs> Why? Sla what happened? Slap, slap a hockey mask on his face. Oh, dear God, no. <laughs> I mean, slap that. Terrible, terrible jokes. Uh, IWGP Women's Championship, uh, no one's held that yet. I mean, I'd love to see Jessica Troy be in contention for that one day. All right, here, here's, here's a prediction. Yeah. Tony Storm will win that at some point in her career. Was Tony world stardom champ? I yeah. I think so. Yeah, I can see Tony at some point in her career when, like, 
the whole outcast thing starts to simmer down and, you know, once a storyline's completely run in AEW, people tend to disappear for a bit. She'll go for a bit of a run in Japan coming up, I reckon. Fair enough. Um, I'd also love Madison Eagles just to have that one match. If they're going to do like a a Tamashi pay-per-view or this Oceania Cup, yeah. As much as I don't think Sasha Banks is coming down for it, just have that one match with Madison Eagles. Yeah. Um, so. Because we do you, have that PWA connection. Yeah. You also did give me homework this week, right? Yeah. Are we going to do put that? together your Wembley card? I've, I've got an idea. I just remembered it, but I've got an idea. We can do it next week, buddy. No, no. Do you have yours together? No, not yet. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Yeah, I've been a little bit sick as well. That's why I've got cough wally at the moment. Here's a spoiler, and I think it actually will happen. Goldberg's going to face Paul White at Wembley. Okay, we can go into this now. Uh, Uh, I just, I feel it in my loins, the Goldberg's coming to AEW. Is this because he's sour that when Triple H took over, he didn't call him back? Yeah, and Goldberg's, like, done an interview recently where he said he wants to do, like, a farewell world tour, and if he has to, he'll book it himself. And Mm. I'm like, oh. And Tony Khan said, like, when Goldberg became a free agent, that he would be interested in signing him. I can see in Tony Khan's head. Yeah. Uh, okay. If we if he does have Goldberg, you're definitely going to need him to wrestle in a stadium show because that brings in like some lapsed fans. Um, brings in the uh, what is it? Uh, Forged in Fire fans. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely the Forged in Fire fans. Uh, I know we've got a forged in fire viewer that watch uh, that listens to this show. Hi, Warwick. I know you love that shit. Um, Anywho, in TK's mind, he knows Goldberg's not going to want to do the job. So TK's not going to book Goldberg against one of the young up and comers. He's going to look around and be like, oh, shit, I've got Paul White here. And Goldberg's going to be like, oh, I've wrestled Paul White before. Yeah, we're good friends. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. And that'll happen. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that. And it'll be shit house. (laughs) Because there's no way in 2023 Goldberg can jackhammer the giant. Not a... We saw what happened when he tried to do it to The Undertaker. Do we really think, like, four years later he can do it to the big show? That's four years ago. I mean, it was 2019, wasn't it? Wow. It's been five years since Super Showdown. Yeah. Wow. Okay. uh, (laughs) Yeah. I, I like the idea of Goldberg coming in. Personally, I'd put him in a tag so he's working with someone, like maybe a Hobbs or a Wardlow. 
I could also see TK putting him in a six ban, right? Yeah. And Goldberg, Sting, and Derby. Ooh. And he, he'll be like, yeah, T- Tony Khan might want to put Goldberg and Sting together because of the WCW connection. Yeah, I hate the idea. Yeah, I, I don't know who you put him against, but I, I think you put him against, like, yeah, maybe, like, Hobbs and the QT Marshall crew. Just, Ew. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be a fucking amazing match. Just, just let them hit their hits and get out of there. Yeah. Uh, as we get back to this discussion, never... Open weight championship. Oh shit! We're still there's still more. Yeah, because New Japan loves belts. We only finished the IWGPs. We didn't get into the others yet. We've had an oh Jay White, Jay White. Yep, forgot yep. him on that. Never open weight six man tag team championship. I would assume that, like that division is made for a bad luck farway. Yeah, do you have any idea who his partners were? Ah, oh, fuck. Let's just say Chase Owens and Yujiro. Yujiro was one of them for one reign with Tama Tonga. The other was G.O.D. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's a... Fuck, I, I actually love the idea of that trio. Why didn't they do more with that? They wrestled on... Um, oh, was it? The... Festival Hall show, I'm pretty sure it was like Farley and someone. I don't know, I've got the match card there on the poster. But uh, yeah. I miss G.O.D. I mean, I, I miss real G.O.D. Tango Loa. Yeah. Yeah. Is is Tama's contract up or is he re-signed? I, I, I don't know what's going on. Because I keep hearing conflicting reports with that. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Um, Like I've said in past podcast episodes, fuck the New Japan storyline canon. Uh, Just put fucking G.O.D. together with Jay White and Juice Robinson. Oh, well, coming out of Strong this week, basically David Finley said whatever Juice Robinson and uh, Jay White are doing on all Elite is not Bullet Club. And I'm just like, what the fuck is actually going on with Bullet Club? Well, there's the good Bullet Club, which is whatever Jay White's a part of. Yeah. And then there's the fucking shitty Bullet Club, which has Jay Light. Fucking knockoff wannabe Audi version of Jay White, David Finley's in charge. Audi specialize. Fucking oath. Right. Where are we up to in terms of... Why is there, like, four freaking ongoing factions at the moment? Oh. New members joined uh, the Rogue Army on the Tamashi tour. I just seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did I did say that. Uh strong open white championship, which is the uh American strong 
singles title. No Aussies held that yet. Strong Openweight Tag Team Championship. Mm. Any guess who's held that? Strong Openweight. Oh, that's Aussie Open. Yep. And wouldn't you know it, this past week, they recaptured the gold. Yeah. Two belts, Aussie Open. Oh, I don't like that. Maybe they're going to unify these strong titles now that Fucking they're Fucking hope so. Now that they're doing whatever they're doing with strong, how it's monthly pay-per-views in North America. Yeah, I, I hope so. Right. And then we get down to these last few titles here. Yes, there's still more. What? The KOPW trophy. No Aussies held that. Not even as provisional. Okay. And the last championship, the NJPW World Television Championship, uh, Zack Sabre's the first and current only champion. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I have no idea what the hell is going on with Bullet Club. They... I don't know if they need to close off <laughs> Bullet Club because you've got Bullet Club in Japan, which is also split into House of Torture subgroup. You've got Bullet Club America, which is um Austin Bay. And did you see the Rhino joined this weekend, the Wild Rhino? I did see that, actually, yeah. Yeah, Clark Connors. Maybe I'll do something with him. You've got Bullet Club Gold, which is basically... So, so Clark Connors is essential. Like, I've said before how Clark Connors is like a... He's like a light version of Adam Page. Now he's going the full Adam Page trajectory. He's now like a young boy in the Bullet Club. I don't hate it because maybe it'll be something good for him. And if he is doing those impact tapings and that, it'll be good exposure for him. But the thing is, like, we're at the point now where if someone joins the Bullet Club, it's just like, who gives a fuck? Like, there's just... Unless they said, like, unless they actually brought in, like, a big name from another company to join it, like... no one they announce as a new Bullet Club member is going to get any interest from the fans. No the, offense. The it's just, only, it's dead. It's completely dead. The only way I could see them gaining interest would be to induct a female wrestler member. And by yeah. the history of the Bullet Club, the best candidate for that, Mercedes Monet. I don't hate it. The best sort of candidate, if we go off like the AJ Styles era, is bringing in someone that made a big name for themselves at another company in America, and then they come to Japan and they join the Bullet Club. I would fucking have Mercedes be the leader of the Bullet Club over the men. And that's a way to put a fresh fucking move. That's a way to put a fresh fucking spin on it. Because, and then you have her be the literal CEO of the Bullet Club. Yeah. I don't hate it. Um, 
My only problem is with um, should we talk about who these new members in Tarmashi are? Yeah, the thing is, they're putting all these new people in it. I just don't think they fit the mold, right? Like, so we've got Bonza, who's I guess the de facto leader when Farway's not around, like and, second and in command. Gimmick wise, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, like, Bonds is, what, the leader of the Red Nation is the fucking... He's had that semi-army gimmick, and now he's in the rogue army. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Then they added Lybird Lucci, who was in his heel phase in PWA, and it sort of makes sense, but this is a complete change. This is like... World, uh, for anyone unfamiliar with Lucci, it's sort of like Planet's Champion... Daniel, Daniel Bryan, all of a sudden joining with AJ Styles and the club. Yeah, yeah, that's just, it's, it doesn't make sense. And then we have Caveman Ugg, a wrestler who's famously only done, like, one interview in character. Like, I mean, out of character and doesn't talk, is very much in this Caveman gimmick. Now in Bullet Club. Yeah. I love me Ugg and I love me Luchi, but it sort doesn't of... doesn't make sense. No. And then you add the two newest members. And that's why I kicked his leg out of his leg. <laughs> I still pop for that when he said it. Uh, Tome and Stevie Philippe. Interesting to see how this plays out. Um, my criticism was, especially when Gambino joined and later Robbie, uh, your companies, like your two bigger companies at the time in Australia, your PWA and your MCW, were still treating these players who we've seen be inducted in Bullet Club and the commentary for the local promotions were saying, they're part of Bullet Club now, we're treating them as squeaky clean baby faces. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I get not every Aussie company is going to know how someone's booked in Western Sydney to out of Melbourne to Western Australia, but when you're booking somebody who's on a, a national, semi-national, international stage with this character, you sort of need to keep the consistency there because that's yeah, what's drawing sure. the extra eyeballs in. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, from there, I mean, Tamashi happened. Let's have a look at what these main events were. So for Adelaide, we had Chris Basso versus Hiroki Goto. That sounds nice. That would have been a very good match. Uh, the rematch in Sydney of Bonza versus Shingo, like about eight months in the making. Man, Shingo, Shingo's coming here a lot. Yeah. And uh, main event for Melbourne, night three of this uh, this past week's tour, Robbie Eagles versus Shingo in a singles match. I forget that Shingo is king of pro wrestling champion. Yeah. Does he need to lose this? Yes, he does. Um, Shingo at one point was a genuine main eventer for New Japan. And... Just putting that belt on him in their 
in their mind, I bet they're thinking they're elevating the belt, but they're not. They're demoting Shingo. Yes, it's having the complete opposite effect. Yeah. Um, I suppose, uh, where else should we touch this week? Um, anything of note coming out of WWE or AEW or Impact or... Oh, I guess NWA toured Australia. Did you happen to see anything of that? Oh, I've just seen a few photos here and there. Um, as far as I face, know, the thrill Billy was everywhere. Yeah, did you see? Is. Did you see what I said to you? Yeah, there's a hint of Sid about it, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, comparing him to Sid is really, really over exaggerating his physique. Um, but yeah, he I, doesn't I wrestle like Sid. No, no, and that's that's why I can't remember his actual name. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you see Cornette talking about uh, Keith Lee and how he's aged and somebody made a video of it? Yes, showing, like, I did. Keith Lee when he first joined AEW to, like, the past few weeks. Yeah. Bro is yeah. aged. I mean, he just stopped dyeing his hair. I mean, <laughs> in this sort of industry, it doesn't help. No, like Keith Lee did do an interview race uh, a few weeks back saying that he has been dyeing his hair for years. Ah. So his, he said, like, if he stopped dyeing his hair years ago, he, like, you would have seen him completely grey in his Ring of Honor days. <laughs> I should have gone with it. I mean, I don't hate it. Like, it's just really jarring. Yeah. It's just really jarring. Um, the thing I hate the most about current Keith Lee is the fucking ca hooded cape he wears. Yeah, no, he has a cape and Dan Housen doesn't. Yeah. What the hell? Um, WWE-wise, let's think what's happened this past week. Um, Any new announcements with uh, the sale and anything with that regards? Nah, not that I know of. Um, Roman's on day 964. Okay. Well, fuck him. Um, <laughs> if oh, by the way, quickly. Yes. So I'm, I'm now watching 1997 WWF. Oh, okay. Go on, go yeah. on. Yeah. So this past week, I've, I had the flu, so I felt pretty sick, so I got to watch a lot of wrestling. And it's, what, two weeks after WrestleMania 39. I've still got some scars. So what do I get up to? WrestleMania 13. Oh, one of my favourite wrestlers of all time is in the world title match main event. And he loses to The Undertaker. I'm no, like... I wait for the fruity. I'm like, oh, no. No. At least there wasn't a rubber chicken in the ring. <laughs> Poor Sid. Um, yeah, man. Um, if I was to tell you... If I was to ask you who was... Well, what was... 
Mick Foley's debut WrestleMania match. I bet you can't even fucking guess it because I had no idea until I saw it. What year is it? 97, WrestleMania 13. Um, Gold Dust? No, all right, here's a hint. It was a tag match, and it was for the tag titles. He was challenging. Um, quick guess of who the champions were. WrestleMania 97. We're, we're heading into, you know, the, that big summer that cha- basically changes the WWF forever into is that. Is it two New Age Outlaws at this point, or is it too early for that? That's too early for that. That's why I'm just trying to picture in my mind. Um, Think of uh, the it's big... It's not the, the hearts, big, is it? Well, specify. Uh, Owen and... Owen and... Y- no. Owen and Yoko? No. No. Uh, Bulldog and... No. Hang on, what did you say? Bulldog? Yeah, Owen and Bulldog. Yeah. Uh, if you can guess who Mankind's partner is. By the way, uh, Owen, and, Owen and Davey, heels. Going against Mankind and his partner, heels. Okay, that's also... Wait, he's debuting... As a heel in a championship match. Okay, that's all. It's 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 not his debut match, but it's his first WrestleMania match. He oh, okay, de- okay. he debuted the year earlier, the Raw after Mania. Can I just ask as a side note, when is uh that big ECW pay per view where Paul Heyman gives the this is the dance speech? What year is that? Because I'm thinking that's oh. around the same time, and Terry Funk Chainsaw Charlie won't be. In this match. That's around this time, yes. And I will tell you, it's not Terry Funk. That's what I was just thinking. But Terry Funk was in the Royal Rumble 1997. Because my timeline for the Attitude Era, for whatever reason, is just all mixed up. Uh, And also, the following year, WrestleMania 14, Mick Foley does team up with Terry Funk to challenge for the tag titles. Oh, so it is the next year's. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to pass. I, like, like Black <laughs> yeah. keeps coming to mind. That's probably too early. Shamrock, that's probably too early. Yeah, well, Shamrock was on the pay-per-view. Um, oh, okay. He, he was the referee for the Bret Hart Stone Cold uh, submission match. Does anyone remember Shamrock was the referee for that? No. <laughs> yep, and that was his WWF debut, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so Man I'm Kong's... right in a way that he hasn't made his in-ring debut yet. Yeah. Okay. So Mankind's uh, tag partner was also managed by Paul Bearer at the time because this was Paul Bearer's oh, little, little stable. Vader. How did I forget about that? Yeah. Yeah, no, Vader. All right, quick. Can you <laughs> guess who, who the Rock's WrestleMania uh, debut match was against? 
Nope. <laughs> Managed by the Iron Sheik and Bob Backlund. Who the fuck did Sheiky Baby manage? Well, Sheik was the um, the trainer, and Bob Backlund was the spokesperson. That is so odd. Yeah, um, a wrestler by the name of the Sultan. Oh, you fucker! We talked about this the other week. Yeah, uh, Rikishi. Rikishi. And I'm pretty sure I did my research, and I'm pretty sure this is the only time in WrestleMania history there was a basically a singles match between two members of the quote-unquote bloodline. Um, Roman and Jay was like SummerSlam, wasn't it? Not Survivor a champions. Series? Not no. a champions. Then Hell in a Cell. Yeah, no, it's I'm a hundred percent positive that's I'm trying to find an happened. image now of Rakeshius as Sultan. <laughs> what the fuck? So the Why gimmick does he was have, like killer cross mask on. Alright, so the gimmick was that he was a really rich, like Middle Eastern prince who had his tongue cut off. And he couldn't talk. <laughs> um, and here's the thing. You know who was meant to be the Sultan? No. It wasn't meant to be Rikishi. Think right. about think about Middle Eastern gimmick, can't talk. Sabu. Tiger Jeet Singh? Sabu? Sa- Sabu was meant to be the Sultan and Sabu turned it down. And with just cause. <laughs> I mean, I actually wouldn't have hated, like, Sabu in the WWF as uh, with the Iron Sheik as his manager. Fuck, I would have loved that. Hang on a uh-huh. minute, guys. Doesn't someone on this podcast right now have access to both of those guys for fugs when it returns? Interesting. Uh, <laughs> you make me pull up my roster on air. It's me. It's me. Hi, it's me. <laughs> I'm the problem. It's me. Um, yeah, so that was some of the interesting stuff um, that I've been seeing. Uh, I've, I'm also now, I just finished watching the debut of Dude Love. Did that go down like a lead balloon? No, it was fucking amazing. It was honestly so good because the way, like, there was that infamous sit down interview with Jim Ross and Mankind, and they go over the history of Mick Foley. And then for like a month after that, Stone Cold was like the tag team champion with Shawn Michaels, but Shawn Michaels got hurt. So Mankind started petitioning to be Stone Cold's partner. And he'd come out... Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, And Stone Cold would... Uh, Mankind would come out each week wearing an Austin 316 shirt. <laughs> and 
he'd have like a big board around his neck saying, pick me, Steve, pick me, Steve. And then finally Stone Cold comes out and says, you want to be my partner? Bring it in. You can help me defend my tag titles. Bring it in. He hugs him and then gives him a stunner and says, I'll never, I'll never team up with a long-haired freak like you, mankind. Oh. You sorry, son of a bitch. And then Mankind grabs the microphone and says, you've done it now, Austin. The WWF will never be the same again. You'll never be the same again. And Mankind will never be the same again. And then cut to the next week, Owen and the Bulldog versus Stone Cold defending his tag titles. Stone Cold's got no partner. And then they cut to the back. We see these white boots strutting in the backstage area. And then we hear, oh, have mercy. You said you didn't want a tag team with that mutilated freak mankind, but you never said anything about me, Steve-O, daddy. (laughs) And out comes Dude Love, and it was fucking amazing. They blew the fucking roof off the place. My God. Yeah, uh, by the way, guys, um, humans... There's not much to talk about from this week in wrestling. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, I suppose WWE, uh, Vince is back in charge. It's no longer king and queen of the ring. Get that shit out of here. We're going to have champions. I mean, it makes sense. I, I told you why I think they're doing it. I think if they do that, it's stupid. You might as well say on the podcast. Well... That pay-per-view falls on the 1,000th day of Roman Reigns' title reign. Yep. So they might as well lean into it. And who's to say they can't do the king and queen of the ring gimmick anyway? Yeah, that's also true. I mean, they did a king and queen of the ring gimmick in um, Saudi Arabia a few couple of years back. And it wasn't for a King of the Ring pay-per-view. It was for Crown Jewel. But that actually makes sense still. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. So Cody and Brock is what? Backlash. I don't know if they'd send Cody and Roman to Saudi Arabia. Like, I wouldn't have my big American babyface winning in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. This, what are we, week three now since WrestleMania? I'm not saying he's losing the belt in Saudi. I'm just saying that the reason they changed the pay-per-view is because it's the 1,000th day. Yeah. I'm just saying you're sort of damned if you do and damned if you don't if you go ahead with this Cody-Roman rematch for Saudi Arabia. I I don't think they'll do it there. I think Cody and Brock will happen again in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, well, then it'll be pretty easy for Roman just to walk up and uh, claim his trophy for 1,000 days. Because my theory is it'll be Riddle. Oh. Because Riddle's got that feud with the bloodline that needs a proper conclusion. It'll either be Riddle or Rollins who like 
under everyone's noses, Seth Rollins is winning matches every fucking week. They're building him up for something. So I think a Seth Rollins-Roman Reigns feud is on the horizon too because if you actually recall, um, what was it, 2022? Seth versus Roman at the Rumble? Yeah. And Seth came out wearing the Shield attire, coming out to the Shield music and was fucking amazing. But um, Seth won that match by DQ and hasn't had a rematch for the title since. Oh, that is a good point. Um, <clears throat> they they need to, you know, wind that story up. Um, either that or Seth is the guy that beats Roman for the belt. Ooh. And I don't think that's a good idea now. Now that the title reign's gone on for this long, you need to build someone up that isn't already established. And Seth Rollins has had his moments. He's established. Uh, Gunther will be approaching a year soon, July, uh, sorry, June 10th. So the second SmackDown of June will be his uh, one-year anniversary as reigning champ. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he needs to be the guy that breaks the honky-tonk man's record. It's kind of irked me over the years that, all due respect to the honky-tonk man, that a fucking comedy gimmick has held this record for as long as it has. Hi. You leave honky alone. Um, I've got bad history with the honky-tonk man. I keep firing him and he keeps coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sh- another little fug shout out. Oh, it's almost time, baby. Um, also, we haven't really discussed, but the draft is coming. Yeah, I have no faith in a WWE draft. This is like their third or their fourth time trying to do it. Yeah, it's been, well, they've done a lot of drafts. Well, I mean, a brand split yeah well technically we still have a brand split but it's just not acknowledged anymore okay really we have a brand split yeah okay give me a second technically we do i'm not saying they follow it but we do okay then what roster is AJ Styles on? Raw, technically. Okay. What about Carmella? Raw. Okay. What about Ridge Holland? Back down. Rick Bogues? Uh, Raw now. Hmm. No, SmackDown. Well, he's not on SmackDown, but he's on Raw every week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it says that he's uh, working for SmackDown. But yeah, yeah, you get the point. Also, Gable Steveson? Who the fuck is that? Uh, 
someone that they thought would be the next Kurt Angle, but had serious allegations against him, so they didn't pull the trigger on it. Oh, oh, ew. Yeah. Why the... Like, could have had the next Kurt Angle in Chad Gable. The story was there. And then they went with Jason Jordan and Jordan got injured. Yeah, but... But yeah. sh- but short. He's too short. Well, how tall's Kurt? Taller than Chad. But yeah, no, Kurt's like six one at best. Yeah. I I think he's built at like six one, but he he's probably like my height in real life. He's probably like five eleven. Ah, oh, fuck. We're getting the draft next week and at AEW pay-per-view. AEW pay-per-view next week? Yeah. SmackDown's coming from one of my favourite cities, Corpse of Christi, Texas. Weren't they just there? Um, AEW might have been. Yeah, okay. It's where the crowd just sits on their hands and does nothing. I hate that freaking city. Man, I, yeah. I, I have, like, my association with Corpus Christi, Texas is, like, a real dark one because that's that's the show, the pay-per-view that um, He Who Shall Not Be Named no-showed that weekend. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of that city and wrestling. Um, I'm pretty sure that tribute show was meant to be in... Corpse of Christie. Um, yeah. The, what, Double or Nothing's next weekend? I'm pretty sure. I'm going to have a look. Uh, no. I'm confused. No. Dynamite. No, it's May 28th. May or April? May. Okay, okay, sweet. Yeah, no, you had you had me you had me confused there for a minute. Ooh. NWA. What is a vampire? Gold Coast, thirtieth. Ooh, you might as well go. Uh the main event of uh because I've just got it up now having a look at some of the main events. Kerry Morton defeats Alex Taylor and Mick Moretti in a freeway match to retain the NWA Junior World Heavyweight Championship. Interesting. On the 18th, uh, there's also an event from Newcastle, Hastings, yeah. which is out of Melbourne. Yeah. Wait, New Japan's having a Goto 20th anniversary event tomorrow? Yeah. Goto, Yoshihashi, and Yo versus House of Torture, Evil, Yujiro Takahashi, and Sho in the main event. Yeah, okay, I don't care about you anymore, New Japan. What else is on this card? I've got to find this now. Um, yeah, anything else really of note for you than Alex? Because uh... it is a bit of a shorter week this week. Thank God. Everything's quieting down. Yeah, uh... I mean, Trish cut a pretty good heel promo on Raw. 
Yeah. Um, what else has happened? Um, the Cody and Brock thing, it's not bad. I don't hate it. Um, there was actually a really good opening segment to Raw where they had, like, the bloodline in the ring, like Heyman, Solo, and the Usos, and then out comes the Judgment Day, and Paul Heyman's explaining that they've got a working arrangement with the Judgment Day. The Judgment Day are going to take care of um, Riddle and Sammy and Kev, and Solo's going to take care of Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Uh, that was, I like that. I I like it when um, two heel factions that are starting to lose steam come together. Um, Dynamite this week. I haven't watched yet. Ah. I was going to well, watch this morning before we recorded, and then we both got uh, appointments and pushed back the recording. Yeah, well, fucking... Um, my beloved ordered a trailer of Firewood without letting me know. And then it turned up, and I was like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> so, and apparently she told him, uh, no, you guys just drop the trailer off, and my partner will unload it, and then you grab the trailer, because they were going to charge, like, extra money to unload it. I'm like, <laughs> so uh, thanks for giving me the heads up, my beloved. Um, an extra exercise for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fresh off a of flu, still like a little woozy. Yeah, okay. Let's <laughs> unload a fucking giant ass trailer of firewood by yourself. Uh, and then I, then I messaged you. I said, I'll be ready in half an hour. It took an hour to do it. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, man. Uh, so, yeah, there is a, a couple of noteworthy things from Dynamite, but I don't want to spoil it for you, but... Yeah, if it was Impact or Ring of Honor, I don't care too much about those. Yeah. Dynamite, I'm still pretty invested in Dynamite. It's picking up. I'm really enjoying this Elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club thing. Yeah. And Daniel, oh, fuck me. Brian Danielson is amazing in this heel role at the moment. It's really good. Yeah. Um, so <coughs> off note for this Goto show, which I'm sure Alex will be tuning in to watch the great wrestler that is Hiroki Goto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We see an eight-man tag, uh, third match on the card. United Empire, Aaron Hanare, Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis versus TMDK, Vegeta, Mikey Nichols, Shane Hayes, and Zack Sabre Jr. So there's a, a match for the Aussie fans to watch. Uh, yeah. Later on, we'll see... Uh, Chaos as well as Great Bash Hill take on Strong Style, Despi, Suzuki, Ren Narita, and Tiger Mask. Uh, Co-main event, we'll see LIJ versus just five guys. So even though Sonata's left, Los Ingobernables to have home, <coughs> like Naito's going to spend the next two years feuding with Sonata now, like he's yeah. evil. I, I love LIJ. But that Naito evil feud killed that faction for so long. Then he gets away from it, and now it looks like he's just going to do the same thing with Sonata. Please don't. Fucking hell. <laughs> Go feud with Tanahashi over the IC belt or something. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and main event here, Chaos, Goto, Yo, and Yoshihashi take on House of Torture, Evil, Show, and Yujiro. Nice. Yeah. I like Goto. I'll probably watch that. Uh, anything else of note? Um, geez, is there anything else? Stardom's got their big show this weekend. I might actually check that out. Queendom. I might actually check it out just because it's something different. Um, oh, Johnny, um, Johnny Down Under won his boxing fight. Yeah. Yeah. And then he called out KSI. I don't don't think John Hennigan, John Morrison, Johnny whatever understands that weight divisions actually exist in boxing. He's got like 40 pounds on KSI. Oh, so it's not a matter of KSI going up weight or Johnny cutting weight. They both have to do extreme weight to meet in the middle. It would have to be because like Johnny... Yeah, um, fucking John, um, he's like 220, and KSI is 180. Yeah. KSI usually fights at like 170-something, and like his walking around weight's 180. So, so yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Some other random YouTuber called Dad, just Dad, anyway, he um won a fight and called out Seth Rollins. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, another empty call out, I would assume. Yeah. Um, but John, Johnny, uh, Johnny Boxing uh, was accompanied to the ring by uh, obviously Ty Valkyrie. Josh Barnett was like the the man in the corner. Yeah. Like basically coaching him. Uh, Jake Hager was there. Um, who else was? Scarlet and Carrion Cross. Ew, Carrion. Yeah. yeah, well, that's his name. Can't believe the guy's still employed. Yeah, right. Um, who else was? Um, Vic Joseph, the commentator. From uh, the guy who does NXT. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh. he was there. Um, Did we talk the... about how? Oh, and Jim Duggan was there for some reason. Oh, oh! <laughs> Duggan, captain of Team Canada. Yep. Who is that? Russo in WCW yeah. thought that was a good decision. Yeah, that was Russo as fuck. Then who thought it was a good idea in TNA? Probably Russo. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Uh, so featured matches for Stardom's All-Star Grand Queendom happening this weekend. Mercedes Monet will defend her IWGP Women's Championship against Mayu Iwatami. Yep. We'll see a singles match for the Wonder of Stardom Championship. Well, the hang White on. Belt. Are you sure you want to go over all of these names? Okay, you can take it away from here. Match 10. Um. Well, no, it's all, like, pixelated and blurry on my screen. I'm just worried about you pronouncing everything here. Hang on. There, can you see now? Yeah. Uh, Saya Kamatani versus Mina Shirakawa. 
for the uh, uh, Wonder of Stardom, the white belt, okay. and in the main event. Julia versus Tam Nakano for the World of Stardom Championship, the red belt. I thought Mercedes versus Mayu would have been the main event, but okay, fair. Yeah, I like the idea of um, Stardom still putting their own belts above the IWGP women's. Yeah, but it's going to get to the point where it's like, how important is that IWGP women's belt? Because it hasn't main evented shit yet. It main evented when it was first introduced, not at Wrestle Kingdom, not at Mercedes' past two defences, I don't think. Yeah, but how big of a show was it? Also true. (laughs) Uh, Hang on. Because I can have a quick look while I'm here. Women's championship matches. No, she did not headline Sakura Genesis. No. Uh, Not even Co or Coco or Coco Co. No. That was a good match. From the Observer. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good match. Um, Yeah. Other than that, I'm excited to see this. I'll probably grab it, give it a go. Start them. See how it goes. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Um, I I might check it out if I've got time. Nothing really else of notice that NWA continues to tour around Australia. It's this weird thing that um, NXT did with, I think it was Download Festival in the UK, where they'd have a bunch of wrestling there to the side, but most of the people are there for a music concert. I think it's going to be the same sort of attitude with a lot of these clips getting out from these shows. Yeah. It's awesome to see the wrestlers there. Like uh, Lucille Brawl was talking up how cool it was for her to be one of the first opponents for the new... Uh, NWA Women's TV Champion. Yeah. Uh, other than that, anything else you want to touch on? Is that about it? Yeah, the, that's about it. Actually, I did see bits and pieces of Rebellion. Rebellion. Remember when that was a WWF UK only pay per view? You mean Insurrection? Oh, that's right. We can't talk about that name. No, but there was Insurrection and there was Rebellion. They were the two UK pay-per-views. And what we get as pay-per-views? Um, not in that era. Well, we got what was nothing. the thing you went and saw? Well, that was O2. So this, like, they had, like, Rebellion and Insurrection, like, during the proper Attitude Era. But we had Global War Warning Tour. Yeah. Yeah. What a... Fucking dumb name. You got it. And calling the... something a tour when it's just one show. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. What do you want to have out from here? Mickey um, James vacated the title. Yep. And we've got a new knockouts champ, um, Deanna Perazzo. So very good. Yep. Correct decision. Um, Oh, what else happened? Uh, yeah, we got a new Impact World Champ. Wrong decision. Oh. I mean, Steve Macklin's very good. Somehow, he's very good. 
But yes. I don't think Kushida was the, the right choice either. I think out of the two options, he was the best choice. Macklin, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after the match, we get the big confrontation with the returning Nick Aldis. The national treasure. Yeah, so that's interesting. Um, I think Nick Aldis will have that belt very soon. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah uh, Impact Rebellion, pretty good show. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> For an Impact show. Yeah. Um, it, it's weird seeing guys who have been on um, AEW, like your Frankie Kazarian, back here. Yeah. Someone who's been in New Japan, like a Kushida, on here. <laughs> yep. But uh, other than that, yeah, I, th- I think it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, oh, and reportedly, this was Jordan Grace's last match with the promotion as her contract has expired now. Oh, where's she going to go? I don't know. She might renew. Who knows? But uh, for the time being... Oh, so it's uh, not, not, a, not a bad terms leaving. No, no. Uh, she's just currently a free agent for the time being. Who knows? She might renew. Um, I would love to see her and Jade... I think Jordan would be a really good person to take the belt off of Jade. That's a freaking problem with Jade at the moment too. It's just TBS Championship. Like, where do we go? How long do we go for? Because this is for day 470. Uh, well, I do feel like they're waiting for Chris Statlander to come back. I I don't hate the idea of Statlander coming back from injury and beating Jade. Yep. Because you've run through just on everyone else. Yeah. You've gotten rid of all the baddies that were by her side. It's just like the ones that turned on her, at least. She's beaten. Yeah, I think... And plus, I, I just think Jade needs the, the actual belt at some point. Not this one. She needs the real belt at some point. The real women's championship. You're going yeah. to NWA. Fuck, I would kill to see Camille versus Jade. It'd just be <laughs> a spectacle, though. But, yeah. Um, have you been watching any NWA All Access? No. We get N- NWA All Access. Fuck. Uh, AEW All Access. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, the only episode I haven't watched is yesterday's episode. Okay. Is it good? Should I go out and watch it? or? It's it's reality TV. It's not bad. It's No, it's actually pretty good. It's... um. You get a good look behind the scenes, but also it's like the young bucks are like, oh, I'm sure like you guys want me want us to talk about that incident, but we don't want to talk about it. So okay, so how all access is it then if you're not going to talk about everything? Yeah, <laughs> if they keep referencing the incident but not actually talk about it. Hmm. I suppose um, that's the last 
thing to close off on uh, reports that Punk's having a meeting with TK and a few oh. different people, and there's talk and of th- a Saturday night show. Like, the Saturday night show's been in the works for a bit. It will be a two-hour show on, uh, I think, TBS or TNT. Either way, um, it will be a two-hour show. And the rumour is that there's going to be a a semi-brand split. Yeah, a soft brand split. Yeah. um, And it's pretty much going to be like, CM Punk and Friends on one show and The Elite and Friends on the other show. Mm, I don't hate it in theory. Yeah, but I don't want them bringing CM Punk back if The Elite aren't going to work with him because that's the money feud. That's what people want to see. You hold off on it a bit to go to a pay-per-view with it. I mean, fucking All In's not that far away. Yeah. All right. I think we might leave it there. Uh, anything else nah. you have this week? Nah, it's a short episode this week. Um, yeah, I'm just on the road to SummerSlam 97 at the moment, so we're almost there. Uh, Brett screwed Brett. No, no, that's that's the next big four pay-per-view after that. (laughs) Um, This is actually where Brett screws Taker out of the title coming up. So Brett's about to win the title at SummerSlam 97. Uh, There's also a match with Stone Cold and Owen Hart for the IC title, which I'm not looking forward to watching. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Owen breaks Stone Cold's neck. Yeah. Um, we're in full swing of Paul Bearer sa- saying, oh, and Undertaker, your brother Kane is alive. So we're building up to that. Um, we've also, members of the Nation of Domination, uh, Crush and Savio Vega have left the Nation of Domination and started their own stables. Oh, my God, gang warfare. Gang warfare is building, baby. So what have we got uh, so far? We've got Nation of Domination. Yep, and then Savio Vega and Los Bariquas. So that's about to form. That has just formed. And Ooh. Crush. and Crush, dis- brah. Crush, brah. Making motorbikes cry, brah, because... Uh, the Disciples of Apocalypse are a thing now. If you remember the DOA featuring uh, Chains, Skull, and Eight Ball. <laughs> Is that why? Oh, <laughs> uh, what was it? Oh, no, no. Paul Everton came back and he... Uh, I was thinking, was it the same three letters? And it's no, it's the Authors of Pain. Oh my god. You've accident Yes, you were wrong, but also you were right. Because <laughs> no, I was thinking because, is that also DOA? Thinking no, trying to remember the No, but here's why you're right. Uh here's why you're right, because uh Ellering 
did hang on a second, Eliza just got home. I gotta move. <laughs> um Ellering came back for the authors of pain, obviously. In like ninety eight, Ellering yeah. comes back to the WWF to join up with the Legion of Doom, but he turns on them to join DOA. And becomes the manager of Skull and Eight Ball. So yes, you were wrong, but you were also right. He likes managing those three-letter teams. Loves him some three-letter teams. Yeah, Jesus, uh, <laughs> man. Well, um, yeah. So, uh, ninety-seven is just amazing now. Like ninety-six was pretty good, to be honest. 97's amazing. Uh, uh, there was this great, like, back and forth promo because Triple H is feuding with Mankind. Also, whilst Dude Love is teaming with Stone Cold. So, Mick Foley's got, like, two feuds as two separate characters. Um, Double the payday. Yeah, theoretically. Um, That's how it works in Fugs, right? Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and China like cut her first promo, and it was, and her words were exactly, "Mankind, you come out here and kiss my ass." And then Mankind's response was, "Okay, I'm a good kisser." Uh... Yeah. Context. But... <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah, so it's just so much great stuff going on. All, unlike current wrestling, but who knows? We could be on the precipice of something. But if you want to know uh, my thoughts on the women's <laughs> Mount Rushmore, follow me on Twitter at Fruity is Alex. Uh, follow us at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS on Instagram, Twitter. Search us up on Facebook, WrestlingOzStyle, and you can find Chris at. at. I'm Chris Fundy. You can go and look at me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Chris Fundy. You can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling Ozstyle archives for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, and using the RSS feed found the show notes below for your podcast choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but Dan will speak to you next time.
Oh, and my women's wrestling Mount Rushmore is Sherry, uh, Alundra Blaze, China, and Trish, and that is the correct Mount Rushmore for women's wrestling. I say you remove Trish and you put on Survivor Jenna. And you remove China and you put on Charmel. <laughs> That's sports entertainment. <laughs> And then you remove Alundra Ablaze and you put on Eva Marie. Or do you, re- or do you replace Alundra and Sherry with Melina and Alicia Fox? Alicia Fox. Oh, yeah. Carb Dark came back. Oh, looks like we're out of time. <laughs>